This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Syraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. Our guest today is Kurt Klein. Kurt is an architect and principal at Modern House Architects. Kurt draws inspiration from the traditional modernist architecture, blurring the boundaries between the natural world outside and the created world inside. Kurt's design combines the deep knowledge that comes with over 30 plus years of experience and an innate ability to make each space a personal reflection of its inhabitants. He also masterfully brings these early green sensibilities into the 21st century and his work has been recognized in numerous architectural journals, including Architectural Record and California Home and Design. Kurt's commissions have included Cooper Hewitt National Design Museum and the renovation of a historic home by renowned architect Julia Morgan. For more information, you can visit modernhousearchitects.com. Hello, Kurt. We're honored and excited to have you on the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Always a pleasure to be with you. Hi, Tom. It's always fun. Kurt, we like to start our show off with uh, you know, something funny or if you have a quote or a mantra that you that that sticks out to you that really means much personally and professionally can you share with us something that you know really resonates with you maybe not every day but something that just really resonates with you uh, and you and your life i had a client say this to me once and i liked it uh it has to do with a reference to uh, uh a movie uh that my <laughs> i that was in the 80s uh and it's moved back to the future. I like that. How does that, why, why does that move you so much, that move back to um, the future? I think, you know, uh, Tom, I don't want to date yourself and myself, but <laughs> we probably grew up in the same time period. Uh, and I grew up in the Midwest, which is obviously not a, a bastion of progressiveness. Um, but uh, when I was a child, um, everything around us, um, was more more modernist and it was the space age and you know there was a there was a pre-cynical attitude that america had at that point and i think you know as kids i kind of soaked that all in uh, and it has to do with um sort of the inspirational architecture of modern architecture um the fact that it is it's their happy houses they're um they look forward they don't look backward you know, it's all directly related to, to I think, the, the, the post-war years and the space age. And, you know, it was onward and upward. Yeah. And those, those influences to you, it, it, you, in my opinion, I said it when we first got on, is I, when I told our audio engineer, Eris, Eris, where do you see Kurt? He's, he's, he's fresh. And I don't say that about anybody. But there's just a freshness to, you know, your obviously your essence, and then your work. Is that, have you consciously thought of that? 
No, no. I, okay. I, I it's really just been um, um, making small advancements in every house that we do. You know, I, in, in conversations we've had, I don't want to be flavor of the month. I don't. I, you know, I'm not interested in seeing how trendy our work can get and, and uh, pushing advancements in. Uh, you know, the next the next trend. I, I I'm interested in timelessness and. Um, most of our clients are interested in that as well. But we want our work with that. With your clients, what th- there's a common thread that binds them, even if they don't know each other. If you can describe that, there's no one word, of course, but if you can describe what combine what connects all of your clients, not knowing mm-hmm. each other, but there's just a connection between all of them and their their kind of sense of being most if not every client we've had has been associated somehow with silicon valley and and the computer industry and so on and we you know i think our clients aspired to have homes that um, in a way sort of match uh, what they're doing in their industry you know they want something advanced in, in making sure it's technologically advanced but also looks modern and progressive and, and so all of our clients kind of fit into that little niche um, I can't think of many clients that we've had that don't uh, belong to that industry so. really wow yeah. and that, what was that by design or you just not oh. really yeah, okay no we started out doing mid-century remodel work for another type of client you know uh, uh, people that uh, just wanted to remodel their their ICA homes or mid-century yeah. And that, that led into new design. Share with us the, the backdrop you have on our call here, because it's gorgeous. I mean, it... So this was our first commission on the Big Island, and it was, it was, a, it was a large house, uh, about 8,500 square feet. Uh, again, it's a repeat client. It's a client that we've done a house for in, in the Bay Area. And this is going to be a vacation house, although I just got back from their property yesterday. And uh, I said, I bet this isn't your vacation house. I bet this is your primary house and your California house becomes your vacation house. <laughs> this is better than the house we did in California. Uh, but yeah, it, the, the, it's a fantastic site. And um, the, the weather on that part of the Big Island is just, it's, it's Palm Springs without the heat. It doesn't, doesn't rain very often. It rains about 10 inches a year there. But you have just perfect temperatures yeah could you share with us or your audience how you feel about when you see a site and what you envision that site to be is there a certain process you i go had through? a different vision for this project uh that did not evolve the way i thought it was going to evolve okay. um and it's oftentimes the sites that have all the constraints uh that you don't want um when this particular owner said he bought this property for what he bought it for, I said, that's impossible. Mm. I said, you couldn't have bought this property for what you paid. Why? And he said, oh, it's got a few issues with it. And it wasn't until we got into design and development, working with the planning department, that we found out that about two thirds of the site was covered by different types of easements and drainage easements and view easements that really constrained uh, the design that we intended. And we had to sort of start over. Um, But oftentimes the case that when you get pushed, um, 
we get we get more creative and, and i actually like the house that we designed for him more than what i thought the house was going to be it's a better design uh luca the architect used to say uh, you know uh, architects are olives and clients and building departments are the press and uh together you make olive oil <laughs> oh i like that i like that I go back to when you get pushed you get creative share with me uh yeah that's that's something that um uh we uh we've noticed on projects you know when we when we get pushed to our limits either via the building department uh or or the site having just incredible constraints to it uh, we have come up with, I think, some of the, the better designs that, that we, we've done. Uh, we had a site uh, that was not even, I don't think, a buildable site. It was triangular shaped hmm. uh, on a project. And, and I said, I don't think a triangular building is going to look good, but it did. <laughs> it did. We, we ended up doing... Uh, what is the, the the owner has a, a few guitars and I guess there was a there was a famous guitar in the 70s called the Flying V and he says the house looks like the Flying V so he's actually got a plaque on the house that says Flying V. Wow. Yeah, I think you get pressed into certain things and oftentimes you, know, you have to you have to go outside your comfort zone and sometimes you get you get good design. It's fascinating. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast presented by Cereclad. We're talking today with Kurt Klein, architect and principal of Modern House Architects. For more information, feel free to visit his website at modernhousearchitects.com. Kurt, that uh, how often do, does the vision you have for a site when it is just land or dirt, as developers say, shift from what you envision could be there your client states they would like there and then what it actually mm -hmm. becomes you know oftentimes it's a function of a couple of things you know um we we get we get budget constraints which we know up front typically uh but oftentimes you get a lot of pushback from different cities and, oh. and we've had this conversation in the past depending on the jurisdiction you're working in um the the guidelines that are prescribed for construction and design have to do more with a typical sort of, I call it a wedding cake shaped house where it's a small top and it builds and, and becomes more massive at the ground level. With modern houses, you do just the opposite of that. You know, usually if it's a two story home, the second story is larger than the first story. Um, which which gives you sort of an upside down approach to what the planning and building departments would like you to do. So it's depending how flexible those departments are on how successful you're going to get that design for that department. And so you obviously anticipate that at the onset. We know now, based upon different uh, jurisdictions that we work in, how how far we can push our ideas. And, and again, sometimes it just has to do with building relationships with those departments. There's, there's certain cities in the Bay Area, for instance, that we've done a lot of work with. And I, 
I feel our company gets a little more latitude than say someone doing a fresh house would get just because we've done a lot of work and they know that it's going to look okay even though it isn't exactly the prescriptive type of house they're looking for. They know that the quality of the house is going to be good and it will enhance the neighborhood and uh, you know the things that planning departments are worried about. Can you describe the feeling or maybe not your feeling. Well, yeah. How about your feeling when your clients, you're to the point where like your house is is really ready. You know, what do you think? And I'm sure it's my. I don't know if you cover their eyes and uncover them. But what's that like for you when you know that you've worked with them and yeah. they're experiencing which their vision mm-hmm. and adjustment to that with their vision, and it's like this house exceeds what I've ever even imagined. What's that like for well, you? Well, I hope, I hope, you know, I always say if, if, if your imagination is as good as the solution that your architect came up with, A, you should either be an architect oh. or B, you could get another architect uh, because, you know, that, that's our jobs to, to sort of take uh, an amalgamation of ideas. And typically with, with every client we've had, you know, there's years and years and years of photographs and clippings and Pinterest pages and you know you've got to somehow synthesize all that information into one thing and make it look like it's not made up of you know the kitchen sink of things yeah. uh, and that's usually difficult you have to let go of a lot of things uh, you have to let go of a lot of notions sometimes as a client it's 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 hard I think um, sort of letting go of those things. And so when we're in design work on our homes, we tend to do a little bit more than I've seen some architects do in presentations on the first house. You know, we go beyond sketches and, and sketch up models and those things for even our first presentation. That rendering up there is our first presentation. for the house. Okay. We wanted to make sure that, um, A, I want to be comfortable with the design and be sure of the design myself uh, before I show it to Client. But we want the client to be comfortable with it because lots of times we're we're showing things that, um, although they're not I mean, nothing, I don't think anything we do is necessarily groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. You rarely see it anymore. You know, uh, you rarely see, uh, I think, well-executed modernist homes. You, you see uh, what I would classify more as a contemporary home which is really just a mixture of styles. It's a mixture of traditional styles and new styles. And, and uh, it's- Why is that, do you it, think? I think people spend a lot of money on their homes and it becomes it becomes uh, a primary um, investment for them. And especially in the areas that we're working in, you know, clients are spending a lot of money for these homes. And it's, it, you have to, you're, you're, you're taking a bit of a risk to design and build something that isn't prevalent. Uh, it's it's much less risky to build something that has uh, you know uh, thirty one flavors in it. Um, uh, to, to not necessarily be a great house, but then again, if you needed to sell or if you were going to, to put it back on the market, you would appeal to a wider uh, wider public that way. This is a question I've not ever thought of. So you're one of the, well, most of them are anyway. But 
How much does courage have to play in a client's decision? Yeah, I think the younger architects, it's courage, right? We've we've been around. You you sort of, I mean, if you've looked at our work, you kind of of know what to expect uh, in a way. Um, So it shouldn't shouldn't surprise you that much when, when we show the design work to you. When I was younger and had no gray, that's when it was scary because I'm proposing something that is, you know, not readily seen, a younger architect with less experience. So um, those are the clients that, you know, they're the people that start uh, practices, really. They're the people that you have to credit that, that laid all their investment out on a young architect to, to take a chance. Do you have any clients or have you any clients that uh, said, Kurt, you know what? I really don't know what I want, but I really love this site. I know I like the work that you do. Can you just go ahead and come up with something from? Those are our favorite clients, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to say what I want. That happens once in a while. Yeah. You know, but you know, even those clients that don't know what they want, usually they have, I call it a building program. They have a, a list of spaces that they want. And I always have my clients put together a lifestyle list. You know, mm. uh, where do you spend time? Are you, uh, you spend the vast majority of your time in the kitchen? Or do you like reading in the bedroom? Or what spaces are most important to you? Or are you a morning person? Are you a night person? Those have more to do with the design oftentimes than some prescriptive uh, sort of imagery given to us. Yeah. How would you say in the, during this pandemic, how, how it's changed architecture and, and your process? It's changed where we do work. Okay. Uh, never in a million years. Um, we, you know, we came to Hawaii uh, to spend some time during the pandemic, but I, I wouldn't have imagined that a lot of our clients did the same thing. We've grown a third commission on the big island and another commission coming on Oahu. So I would have never imagined doing work in Hawaii. Wow. So that, that is all pandemic driven. Um, and the additional house in Palm Springs, I believe, is pandemic driven. That person. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. And how about the, even the working with cities and uh, and even communities oh, with with that? I made that I had the conversation with that particular client at the house you're looking at yesterday. I said, "Isn't it interesting that in working in Los Altos or Los Altos Hills in the Bay Area, where a lot of our homes are, you have to have a lot of patience. Planning and building departments will take eighteen months, twenty four months to review things, and." Houses in Hawaii take five weeks. <laughs> so, Are you kidding? Yeah, we got our last permit in five weeks. Mm-hmm. Is that just the process there, or is it part of the pandemic? And hey, let's just expedite things. No, it's it's um, a lot of things. I mean, the regulation structure in California is pretty heavy, and that doesn't exist really in Hawaii. Um, there isn't any formal planning process that we've encountered other than just adhering to minimum standards like 
maximum heights and setbacks and things. There's no architectural review that you can put through. And because of that, I think that speeds things up radically. So really what you're being reviewed is, is just a set of drawings that conform to the code. And that's the easy check. It's just making sure that the house is code compliant. What's your thoughts on if more if more people who value the work you do knew that they can go from 18 months to five weeks or five to six weeks if they are aware of that? Because I don't think it's it's public knowledge. It's not. It's not. I know that my clients in California are aware that California can have a long uh, process to go through, but I don't think they're aware that other places that they might even have vacation homes or condominiums have, have much lesser constraints. And uh, I don't know. And again, building departments change. Um, as more people go to different parts of the country, it may change their requirements over time. Yeah, I'm just, I'm floored to know that Hawaii, which I, um, that's where my family's from, is, it makes that process much smoother, but yet the environment, environmental impact and their awareness of the importance of it is huge. It's right. huge. I don't know if it's more the, than California, but it's definitely close, if maybe sometimes not exceeding. But yet their process is less cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it'll change, you know, as, as things get more developed. As you know, in Hawaii, especially on the different islands, Oahu is, is one thing, but once you get to the other islands, it's they're not developed as much. And um, so uh, they're probably not as worried. Whereas you go to the Bay Area, the development, it's so dense that codes and, and jurisdictions write zoning ordinances to protect you know the neighborhood because of the density. Fascinating. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad. We're talking today with Kurt Klein, architect and principal at Modern House Architects. Our uh, public service announcement is for the Milo Foundation. Milo Foundation uh, mission is uh, to rescue adoptable dogs, cats, and high-kill animals. Oh, rough word, but uh, they do all different types of animals. They, uh, they help shelter them and uh, adopt them to loving homes best suited to provide lifetime care. They rehabilitate dogs and cats and offer sanctuary to those that are not adoptable and educate the public about responsible pet guardianship, including spay and neuter. For more information, feel free to visit the Milo Foundation and their website is milofoundation.org. Again, we're talking today with Kurt Klein, architect modern house architects. Kurt, how uh, has your process changed, if, if it has, uh, well, I'm sure it has, in the last, say, couple of years, um, working with clients and understanding the building codes and the environment itself? You know, we haven't changed a great deal, uh, honestly. Uh, be, being that that we do concentrate in, in a very sort of focused, uh, small aspect of, of the design world doing modernist homes. Um, it's, it's, it's really in sort of the synthesizing and purifying, if you will, uh, 
the, the details and the product usage, uh, making sure that the build process gets smoother. Uh, you know, we've, we've consolidated uh, subcontractors that we like working with so that there's a known um, there's a known quantity to 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 the, the outcome of of, of uh, assemblies and, and it sounds highly technical, but it's kind of you know when Mies van der Rohe said God's in the details, it's true. Hmm. Um, it's, uh, modernist houses, um, there's uh, there's no covering up connections. Uh, I often tell people who say, well, what's the difference between a modernist house and a contemporary house? And I said, well, you know, cake with a lot of frosting, that's a contemporary house. A modern house is just really good cake. Oh. There is, there's nothing to cover up the connections. So everything has to be thought about probably more intently than, than other forms of, of design. So we, we try to, in every, Every job get better and uh, more seamless. Yeah, with that process, I would think that that has to be reflective of the individuals who live there as well. Is within themselves is a kind of a spiritual question, but that there there isn't a lot of um, anything holding them back. Like everything is very transparent, but yet very open. Yeah, I, I I've I've told clients that um, they should they should want to experience the property they have from fence line to fence line, and that's one of the few types of architecture that allows you to do that. Um, you know, most, most houses sit on their site and um, with very limited connection to the property that they're on. And some of these houses that I've seen are on just absolute stunning properties. Hawaii is a good example of it. In and around the property that, sh that, that we're doing our house on. Um, I've seen houses that are reflective of a style that doesn't really belong in Hawaii. And they have views of the ocean with a few limited openings in the walls oh. looking at the views. <laughs> I just can't, I can't understand why you would do that. Um, but once you adhere to that type of style, it's almost like, you know, you've got, you've got ingredients to that cookbook and you've got to, you've got to stay within that uh, to maintain that style. And luckily we're not so worried about that in our design work. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about adhering to, to, um, uh, sort of a directed style. And if there's, if there's views to be had, then we open them up. And if there's no views to be had, sometimes we don't, you know, the front, the front of, of a lot of our homes where they have busy streets, we, we won't, we won't have a lot of windows or openings on those walls. There's no reason to connect the house to that. And then if you walk around the house, then the whole back is glass because we're opening onto the, the pretty side of the site where you or whatever the site has to offer. Wow. Kurt, is there any, uh, anything you'd like to share that we may not have touched on today about uh, architecture and innovation and, and uh, your work? You're pretty good at asking questions. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. No, I mean, you know, um, you've sort of hit on some major points. Um, we, uh, we ideologically believe in, in, in sort of the, the design work that we, we produce. And uh, our clients are, uh, are 
part of that. And, uh, luckily, we don't really market. You know, we've got, we've got clients spreading, spreading the word, so to speak. Kurt, it's been an honor and pleasure having you here today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Our guest today has been Kurt Klein, architect and principal at Modern House Architects. Kurt draws inspiration from traditional modernist architecture, blurring the boundaries between the natural world outside and the created world inside. His designs combine deep knowledge that comes with over 30 plus years of experience and an innate ability to make each space a personal reflection of its inhabitants. He also masterfully brings these early green sensibilities into the 21st century and, uh, and uh, in my opinion, beyond. His work's also recognized in numerous architectural journals and his commissions have included the Cooper Hewitt National Design Museum and renovation of historical home by renowned architect Julia Morgan. For more information, feel free to visit modernhousearchitects.com. Again, that's modernhousearchitects.com. Com. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Cyriclad. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast features one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive and create a healthy living environment. The podcast eliminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. We look forward to you joining us again next time. I'm Tom DiUro. Thank you.